What is going on? I'm in studios. Let's talk sports with Elijah, the basketball guru. My broski, how you been? I've been good. You know, I can't complain. Life is going good. A lot of basketball being tossed around right now. I'm also in studio on phone with O, Olisa. How you doing, my brother? Man, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be on Let's Talk Sports. Let's yeah. go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A little All-Star weekend just passed. A lot of fun to it. Maybe revamped the dunk contest, but we saw, you know I mean? We're going to jump right into it. We saw a Carl Anthony Towns win the three-point contest, right? And I just want to just gauge some conversation real quick because the big man is starting to knock down shots. They're starting to do it all. And Jokic and Embiid, they're probably at the height of their career right now. Still more to go. And I just want to gauge your interest, get a little topic going, see where you stand. And I'm going to go with you on this one. Oh, first, Jokic versus Embiid. Who are you picking and why? Mm, that's a very interesting question. Um, I would have to simply go for Jokic, and I'm explain my position. Um, Eli can tell you right now I was going with Embiid a year ago, uh -huh. but for now I would have to go with Jokic for two reasons. One, he has the highest PER in basketball. For anybody that doesn't know what PER is, the highest player efficiency rating. Um, if Jokic were to have a healthy Jamal Murray, mm -hmm. they would at least be a top three seed in the West, and he'd be easily the front runner for MVP. The okay. only reason why he's not the front runner is because of his record. But people are not taking into fact that he's carrying people off the street to the sixth seed in the West. That's very impressive. My second point: I think he, I think actually I know he's 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 kind of like an Iron Man big man. He's going to play a lot of games and he's going to be healthy. Embiid can. That's why they made the trade for James Harden because they feared that if Embiid goes down, we need somebody mm -hmm. to carry. Yeah. That's facts. The thing, the thing with the Nuggets is they know Jokic is going to play 82. They're going to play 70, at least 70 plus games. Mm -hmm. Embiid is the, is the injury scare. So, yeah. so with that, for all that, I got Jokic just because he can do more with less. I like Jokic. You like Jokic in the matchup to build a franchise around? That is a real good take. Uh, Eli, you want to you wanna chime in? You know, honestly, I'm just going to back, piggyback on what O said. You know, actually, to um, jump on what O said earlier, he wasn't sold on Joel, uh, not Joel, but Nikola Jokic. Mm -hmm. I remember in the bubble, in the Utah and Denver yep. series, he wasn't jacking Nikola Jokic was a superstar. I had yeah. to I had to convince him that yo Nikola Jokic is he's one he's one of those dudes. He and <clears throat> to piggyback on what O said with the durability. I really take durability heavy because if you're not there, what good are you to my team? No matter how great and yep. No matter how great of a player you are, if you're not on the court, what good are you doing my team? Yeah. And O really nailed it on the head. Like everything he said, I agree with. And another reason why I would personally take Jokic over Embiid, the playoff track record. Jokic's playoff track record is superior to Joel Embiid's playoff track record. Yep. Joel Embiid has the series against Boston. But Al Horford sunned him that. Let's be real. Al Horford sunned him that series. Then yep. you, have, you have the next year against Toronto. He average, People like to talk about what Toronto did to Giannis, but ignore the fact they literally did the exact same thing to Joel Embiid mm -hmm. in the round before. Okay. You go to the bubble, he has 30 against Boston, all right, cool, but they get swept, right? So nobody really cares about that. Then you have last year. Granted, he was playing good in the Atlanta series, but game five, he was a part of the reason why they blew the 20-point lead. I don't remember if it was game five or game six, but they did blow a 20-point lead to Atlanta. And then game seven, I get it. Ben Simmons did pass did. up the shot. Yeah, he did. But Ben Simmons also took Trey Young out the basketball game. True. Trey Young was a non-factor until he hit that clutch three towards the end of the game in that game in that seven-game series. Joel Embiid was having an amazing game seven until the final three minutes. Okay. And if you're a superstar, what do we expect the superstars to do down the stretch? To elevate your team. And me, yep. I hold every superstar to the same standard. If you're a superstar, I expect you to show up in Absolutely. those key moments and key situations. So Jokic. Last year, yeah, he got swept by Phoenix, 
but look at the numbers he was putting up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on him. He just didn't have a, a team. And he was projected to lose to Portland in the first round. He got the uh, boys out of here. So those are just projections now. That's true, but I picked Portland to win that series too. I, feel I didn't that. think Nikola Jokic with the supporting cast he had would be able to overcome what Dame and CJ brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do like Jokic. I'm not going to front. I think Jokic is a better all-around player than Joel Embiid. I think he has a nice shot. Honestly, it's it's a toss-up, but I think Jokic is a more dominant player than Joel Embiid, or can be mm-hmm. for my franchise. Can be. Because, you know, Joel Embiid is injury-prone. Yep. He is injury-prone. What about this next take? Scotty okay. Barnes versus Evan Mobley. Two rookies that are on the on the rise, all right? Averaging good numbers for their squads, respectively. Uh, who are you two? Oh, you said you wanted to go first? You wanted to kick this yeah, off? let me go first, please. All please, right. Go I already know right. my pick. All right. It's as easy for me. It's Mobley. Um, Eli will tell you I've been with uh, the, on the Mobley bandwagon this whole year. Um, let me explain to you why. Well, already as a rookie, Evan Mobley is a top five interior defender already. He's already top five defensive player of the year voting right now as we talk, speak currently. So we already so know his defensive, mm-hmm. so we already know his defense <laughs> potential is through the roof. Um, offensively, he can only get better. He has the high, he has the highest ceiling in the draft. Why do I say that? Let's talk about it. So he, so there's sometimes in the games where he doesn't get as much minutes or touches as he should be getting. And that's only going to get better with confidence and with trust in the coaching staff. His three-point shot is not there yet, but he's showing signs that he can shoot the three ball. Offensively, he is a lob threat. He can hit a post hook. He can hit a post fade. He has a mid-range shot. But most importantly, he can dribble for a center who is deep. So he's a unicorn. Not he, he's going to do exactly what KP was supposed to do. That's how good he is. Um, he's been injured. He's been banged up. He's he had COVID. But I like him more than Scotty Barnes because I think he can be a, a unicorn big man, a, a guy that's along the lines of a Jokic and Embiid. I'm not saying he'll be better than better than them, but I think he can be in that front line of bigs. Scotty really? Barnes is a great guy. Yes, I, I truly, truly believe it because without Mobley's impact this year, I truly believe the Cavaliers would not be as great as they are. Although Darius Garland runs the show over there. Um, I love Scotty Barnes as great as he is. Um, they are in the seventh seed. They're a playoff team. I love his versatility guarding one through four, even at five sometimes. That's what I'm saying. But the thing is, the difference between them two is um, it's just mostly seven feet, and he can dribble. Not like Scotty, but he can dribble. But his ceiling is just – he has just more – I think he has a higher ceiling just because he can get better at so many things, free throws, jump shots, mm-hmm. more touches, confidence. Um, mm-hmm. He's top five – he's a top five center in terms of interior de- defense. I can't say the same thing for Scotty Barnes. He's not top five defensively in this position. I can't say the same thing. Um, that's no indictment on him either. He's great. But I got to go with the higher ceiling guy in Mobley. And his team I, is third. I get I get what you're talking about, Oh, I get what you're talking about, potential. But all those things that you mentioned is right, right. there on the table for Scotty Barnes for the taking as well. I mean, the unicorn type of player, he has the size. He could shoot the right. mid-range. He could extend it. Granted, he has to work on his jump his jump shot. He can extend to the three-point line, too. He has the dribble package. Oh, right. we'll get there. You get what I'm saying? So no, I, it, I got it, you. I just I like the build of Scotty Barnes. To, to build around, I would right. rather have a Scotty Barnes, you know I mean, kind of formulates right. a Giannis-type game. And they average around the same numbers. I would rather build around, and I yeah, think he has the highest ceiling. That's just what I'm. That's just what I'm thinking about. I understand, you know, Evan Mobley. He he's top five in interior defense, and that come that's big for an organization, right. young rookie center. All right, comparing him to the likes of a Jokic and Embiid, 
I don't know. I think I that's a little far-fetched right now. No, no, no. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying he's those guys. I won't say that. I'm saying potentially he can okay. be, he can be along those lines. I won't. I don't think he'll ever be those guys because he's so uniquely different. Like mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. if you look at him, it looks like he's frail. He's thin. Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. He, but he's averaging, but he's averaging 1.6 blocks a game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't go in that paint. He's going to send that. Yeah. And one thing about him and one thing about Mobley is, as you're seeing, he's getting double doubles. He, he, I think he's second. No, he's second in rookies and double doubles versus obviously Josh Giddy, who's just has three games in a row with triple doubles. He's going insane. Mm-hmm. But he's second in double doubles right now. Um, he's the best defensive rookie. I get, I give you Scotty Barnes second, but he's second. Um, offensively, it's not even that like that I mean it's yeah. not that far fetched because Scotty's averaging 14 points per game and Mobley's averaging 12 so it's like yeah he's it's not that close but I'll tell you the defense it's not close between those two it's not close so at who, all. who the better yeah. defender is right now it's not close at all that's not a debate one is a guy competing for the defense <clears> player <throat> of the year and one he, he might the way he's playing if the Cavs get that third spot he might be unanimous rookie of the year, if you ask me. He's that good. But here's the thing. People don't watch Cavs games, so mm-hmm. they wouldn't understand how great he truly mm-hmm. is. So you're just looking at it from the highlight perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just have to look at it from the full game perspective. Mm-hmm. It, you can't go to the lane against that boy. Just ask Giannis. Just ask Giannis. You can't go. <laughs> you see, e, what, yeah, what are your thoughts? Me e? personally, I'm kind of conflicted because I am. I've been high on both of these guys since they were in college, high yep. school. So, and they bring some. They both are amazing and bring something different to the table. So it's really about who would you prefer. You see, I would slightly, and I mean just slightly. Like my opinion could really change on this. Right. But right now, I would lean slightly towards Scotty Barnes, and here's why. The playmaking ability. Thank you. Scotty Barnes is a legit playmaker. And the same way how he, how Evan Mobley has room for improvement offensively, the same thing can be said for Scotty Barnes. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like personally, yeah, oh, you're right. Right now, Evan Mobley is definitely a better defensive player than Scotty Barnes. But I also feel like going down the line, Scotty Barnes has the potential to be a more versatile defender. I think right. Scotty Barnes would be able to guard perimeter players better than Evan Mobley. I think he won't be a better interior defender, obviously, but going down the line as he gets bigger, stronger, as his IQ grows, I feel like he will be a tough, tough person to deal with down in the low post. Cause he's a big boy. That's a that's a big right. guy, and he's he knows how to use his length. Yeah. Both of them know how to use their length for players as young. Yup. So it's close, but I only would take Barnes because he has the capability of running an offense. He has that Draymond-like offensive IQ. He knows how to read plays. He knows how to find cutters. And he could defend. And he could defend. But, like I said, it's close. Like, my opinion could really change because I'm really, yeah. really high on both of these guys. They're both going to be amazing, amazing basketball players going down the line. Yeah. We brought it to the table. Hey, Go ahead. Hold on. Wait, wait. Like, what, let me propose this to you, because you said the playmaking. Mm-hmm. So, look at, before we did the show, I looked at everybody's stats. So, let's talk about it. Scotty Barnes is averaging 3.3 assists a game. Yeah, Mobley's at 2.5. 2.5. It's so the same. It's, like, it's about the same. It's like, he's right there. That's true, but you also got to take into account but, that Scotty Barnes is playing with Fred Van Vliet. He's playing with Pascal Siakam. He's playing with players who can, who can fill that role better than him right now. True. True. True, true, true. So long that term, long term, playmaking ability, yeah. Scotty Barnes might take the cake on that. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. All right. I, I mean, just, it's two to one, Scotty Barnes coming this way. But it's close. It's, 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 close. it's really, really close. It's, and you know what? Cade Cunningham is in this discussion close. too. Josh Giddy, this these this rookie class is special. This this 2021 rookie class is yeah. special, man. Josh Giddy is uh is pretty nice. Shout out to Franz Wagner too. I ain't forget about him. Or, or let's transition real quick because I want to talk about uh, uh, your theory, your theory one A one B terminology when it comes to the NBA star power in the league, okay. right? And Eli, I just want you to t- to elaborate on 
your your theory of one A and one B superstars in this game. All right. So the one A one B theory is the one A. For example, these are players like LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, players who have proven or who can who you can rely on to be number one guys. Mm -hmm. Not just on the court. You can rely on their leadership. Mm -hmm. You can rely on them to be there. You can rely on these guys to show up in the key moments. And look, some of these guys haven't shown up. Okay. But they have got, they've had runs. They've had runs that show the capability. If you surround them with the right pieces, they could get your team over the hump. Gotcha. And then the 1B is players like Paul George, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving. Players who... They are super, yes, they are superstar talents. They put up superstar numbers. Yeah. However, you can't rely on Kyrie to be there every day. You can't rely on AD to be there every day. Their leadership mm -hmm. is a, a something we question a lot a with hit. these players. But they're so immensely talented, they are better than certain guys who are the best, who are better suited at leading teams. For example, like I think Anthony Davis is better than Damian Lillard. But Dame has proven he can elevate his team more so than Anthony Davis can. However, we saw when Anthony Davis was playing with LeBron James, he was clearly one of the top five players in basketball at that point, because you just couldn't deny the numbers, the talent, and the impact. But as we saw this year, when you take LeBron off the court, yeah, AD will still give you the 25 and 10 in the two blocks, but the impact isn't felt as much. So these players, these one these one B type of players are on the cusp of greatness, but they need somebody else. Yes. We saw with Kyrie Irving. You saw what happened after when he got when he got to Boston. His, okay. his second year there against Milwaukee, what he struggled. He struggled mm. to he didn't take accountability. When they when they told him about the 19 for 62, oh I should have taken more shots. Like he said it in, <laughs> in such an ignorant in such an ignorant manner. So so can you win you know what I mean the chip with two, you know what I mean, one B type of players on your squad. We saw what no. happened. We no. saw, oh, oh, you taking the you taking the lead on this one? No. You can't do it. No. Absolutely not. They're your two focal. If you have two one P players that are like, all right, I'll give you a perfect example. Boston. Mm -hmm. Two one B gotcha. players. Jason so, Tatum and Jalen Brown. So Jason Tatum um, also so we're putting Jason Tatum in the yeah. in the one B talent pool yes. right now. Yeah. Yeah, he can't be 1A because he hasn't shown – okay, he hasn't really shown us – I mean, it's really – he's an interesting case because he's been to the Eastern Conference Finals, I believe, three uh, three times. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's uh, – he's he's done things there, but he hasn't gotten to the final place where we can say he's a 1A. Like Eli said it perfectly. Guys like LeBron, guys like Giannis – um, Harden, guys like that. Like, you know, um, I think, I don't know if Eli is going to agree with me. I think Clay's a 1A player. I don't know if you agree with me. I wow. personally think he's a one a player because, because of just when it comes to the postseason, that guy, he, like a 1A player makes you scared at night. Like if you're like a, a defensive coordinator, let's just say mm -hmm. if you're somebody, a defensive coach, whatever, a 1A player makes you not sleep that night. That's the definition of a 1A player. And Clay is a 1B player, player. A 1B player, he does give you some, he does give you nightmares, but not as nearly as a Kawhi Leonard. If you see Kawhi Leonard healthy at playoff time, of course, you're going to be scared. Yeah. So the concept of 1A and 1B is actually perfect. I love it because it's like you understand who from who. Like Paul George, he's on the cusp of being a 1A, but he's 1B and a half. Mm -hmm. And a half. So it's a great, it's a great. I I, I love this. I, I love you this. Either. You know why I wouldn't put Clay as a one A? Because Let me get this. with the one A, I also feel like you gotta. I gotta be confident. I could build a championship team around. Him. Absolutely. Like even look, James Harden. Even though he doesn't have a championship, and even though he has struggled in the playoffs, I feel like you can build a championship team around James Harden. Was given the right, right pieces, the right mm -hmm. coaching. Same thing with Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Luka Doncic. I don't think right. you could build a championship squad around Klay Thompson. Now, I think Klay Thompson is the perfect is a perfect foundation piece. Okay. Klay Thompson is okay. is one of the best foundation pieces. Like Steph Curry is obviously the man in Golden yeah. State, but he is nothing without Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson right. elevates that team to a whole different level. Okay. So say if they weren't together, they weren't paired together, 
Clay Thompson on his own team running the show is one right. B talent, or is he one A? He would probably he'd probably be the best player on his team, but I don't think that they would go far. I feel like he'd be just watch a Clay Thompson would be the Washington Wizards. What Bradley Beal is doing for the Washington Wizards, that's what I think Clay Thompson would probably do. Oh, Maybe wow. even less because his playmate he can't playmate like Bradley Beal or even create a shot for mm-hmm. himself like Bradley Beal can. I listen. I think okay. So the reason why I think he's one A as well is because outside of Kawhi Leonard, he is the best two way player in basketball. Like outside of him, at I like Giannis. I love Giannis. I'm like I really do love Giannis. But again, it's and, and I'm not really putting this against Giannis because his coach is an idiot. And like I'm, I'm not going to put too much of this. Like, um, I, well, I've seen Clay take the challenges of people, and and again, this is no indictment on Giannis because, like, again, in the bubble, there was so many uh people saying, "Why was he not guarding certain people? Yeah, I mean, why was he not guarding Jimmy?" I, and it's not his fault. I'm not saying it's his fault, mm-hmm. but I'm saying I've seen Clay guard LeBron James for long stretches and take that challenge. And that's why I like guys like him being the one A because it's not just the offense. He has saved Curry so many times. Like yeah, big just shots. Guarding guarding the best player. And of course, making the big shot. There's no way he's not a one A player. He's like the bro. He's a top five clutch player in the postseason out of all the stars we talked about right now. You cannot name five players in the league that's clutcher than Klay Thompson when it truly, truly matters. Not five, let alone three. That's how good he is. There's no way he's not in the 1A. Unless you want to say he's 1B and a half, I'll give you that. But I would drop drop him as 1B and a half. For me, clutches, let's talk about Clutches, um, top top five clutches players. You think that's you know Ooh. more clutcher than Clay Thompson? Uh, right. I would say Giannis is more clutch than Clay. Whoa, you would close out game. Hold up, before Red we have season, wait, hold, season, I give you that. Wait, 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 wait. Postseason, wait, hold, hold, hold up. Before we have this discussion, let's define right. clutch because a lot of people have this misconception oh, that okay, being okay. clutch is is only for the final seconds of the yeah, basketball. It is. No, being clutch is showing up in the big moments. I think it's dominance. And, you know, before last year, I get what O's saying, because before last year, Giannis didn't really have that defining moment. Mm -hmm. Like, in 2019, he had that 10-1 run before they ran into Toronto, and Toronto completely obliterated them. But even when they were going 10-1, they weren't really moments, because, like, I expect them to beat Detroit and Boston. Yeah. So, but Klay Thompson... Had game six again in the finals before That's he tore his ACL. Game six against OKC. Game six against Houston. He actually mm-hmm. beat Houston in the first round when Steph Curry got hurt in 2016. Okay. And yeah. so Clay Thompson has a track record of showing up when his team really, really needs him. Now I understand why you would say Giannis because Giannis is the man. You're always going. You're always going to praise the man who does the most for his team. Okay, Yo, I get Doley. Mm-hmm. Not Doley. Not Doley. He got his impact he's, is felt the most. But he's, his, his dominance end. on the game, yeah. the way he shows up night in and night out, is is ridiculous, bro. He he. No, nah, it is. It is. All right, I'm I'm interested to hear your top five. Let, let's hear your top five points. I want to hear that. We naming out names. It don't matter. It's not in no order. no order. But I do think Giannis. I would take Giannis okay. over Clay. Clutch basketball. Right. I need wins. Mm-hmm. I'm taking okay. Giannis. <clears throat> All right. Who else? I'm. I'll take an Embiid. Just the way he impacts the ball game, dominance. Mm. The man in is the dominant. The, mm. the man is dominant. Mm. I'm wait, taking. Wait, I'm wait, taking wait. the two bigs. I'm taking Jokic and I'm taking Embiid. Okay, I'll give you Jokic, but okay, I'm not sure Jokic. about I'll Embiid because I, I haven't seen Embiid's I a bucket, bro. Embiid, no, he he is a bucket, yeah, but I haven't seen Embiid really. Take over the crucial moments of big playoff games. I've seen Jokic do it. I've seen Giannis do it. I've got to yeah, see you do it for me to actually okay. believe it. I understand, but so are we just sticking to playoffs? Because I'm yeah, talking nah, about I'm, talk- nah, I'm talking about NBA season. I'm I mean, just talking because about, you know, I'm you, talking about when it truly matters. Yeah, when it truly matters. Because if we're gonna do that, Dame is the most clutch player in the league. But we see the obvious drop off in the playoffs. Absolutely. That's not because you got to understand, like. 
as great as Steph Curry is, as great as his career is, like this man's probably uh, some people think he's the GOAT point guard already, which I, I don't believe so. It is pretty ridiculous, but I, hey, recency <laughs> bias. But without Klay Thompson, Steph Curry's, Steph Curry's career would not be as good as it is right now because yeah. what Klay Thompson has done, like right. it's, it's like, it's almost to the point he's like in the shadows of Steph. Unless you really watch basketball and realize, like, oh no, he's taking out opposing uh, other players' number one options. Like he's really taking them out the game. And I'll give you an example. When they played against the Clippers in the postseason, I will never forget. I will never forget this. I remember uh, they they asked Clay Thompson, "You played amazing defense in the second half. What did what did you do?" He said, "My job on the court is to allow Steph Curry to be Steph Curry and for me to take out the opposing player's best player." When you hear somebody That's say right. something like mm-hmm. that, like you got you just got to give them the utmost respect because you got to understand a lot of these NBA superstars they run from the challenge let's no. be honest yeah. they run from the challenge okay like a lot of people we got a lot of people with twitter fingers you know so Shots at Kevin Durant. Shots at Kevin Durant. I was just about to say that. All I'm gonna say is Durant. All I say is Durant is man. If you don't win a championship in Brooklyn, which <laughs> you're I, in trouble. Man, listen, yeah. I don't think he will win a championship. With Kevin Durant, in listen, guys, this might be a hot take, but I Let's I see. personally think Kevin Durant is quickly becoming one of the most overrated players in NBA history. Ooh. And, he, and here's and here's why I say I, that because I, when, I did, when did when did winning not matter? Yeah, I understand yeah. he won two rings with Golden State, but remember when LeBron won two rings with um Miami? What, right. what 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 were we saying? We were saying LeBron. Yeah, it was cool and all, but he had he had he left Cleveland, had to join D Wade, a proven champion. He needed he right. needed a, a third man in Chris Bosh. We weren't giving LeBron his necessary credit, but when did when did we start giving LeBron his credit? When he came back from 3-1 against Golden State. Okay. Why does Kevin Durant, who has two rings with the greatest basketball team of all time, a team that was already proven, a team that beat him, Durant hasn't won without them, but Durant could still get praised like he's one of the greatest players of all time? No. I don't know. Because at the end of the day, it's not about how skilled how skilled you were or how pretty your game was. No. At the end of the day, it's about how much impact, how much does your game impact winning? Yeah. And Kevin Durant's game... Outside of Golden State has not impacted winning. Because people like to use the 2016 Western Conference Finals. Oh, that was Russ's fault. Go back and watch those games. Kevin Durant was just as bad, if not worse, than some of those games than Russell Westbrook when they blew that 3-1 lead. I do think his career is diminished by, you know, going to Golden State. I mean, those championships, in my opinion, really aren't as meaningful as some championships. Like the Mm -hmm. Giannis Championship is meaningful. I don't think KD's two in Golden State is that much meaningful. That's why his career will always take a hit. I always say if he went to New York to the to the Knicks, Ugh. he would have the key to the city and he would be uh-huh. he would be the basketball <laughs> god because he's playing because he's playing in the Mecca. I'm just keeping it real. But since he went to Brooklyn, his career is overshadowed by, you know, the divas like Kyrie and things like that. You know? And it's, that's just what it is with KD. It's not even that. It's just the simple fact that we have all these legends who we praise for winning and their individual greatness, but we only praise Kevin Durant for being a great basketball player. Like when, when did winning not matter? That's what I want to know. He, when he because went to LeBron, Golden State. LeBron got the same treatment, but we didn't, a lot of people, including myself, I will open, including myself, didn't give him the proper respect until he came back 3-1 against Golden State. Mm-hmm. That championship yeah, that, solidified him. Yeah. Kevin Durant isn't solidified him. Isn't solidified. But we talk about, like a lot of people talk about him like he's solidified. He's not solidified. He If he wins a chip with Brooklyn, then yes, he, he is solidified. All the, all the, sh- oh, oh, excuse my language. All the stuff that I've talked <laughs> would, have, would have gone out the window. But with me, I want to see it. I you ha- I have to see it to believe it. Cause I'm not a hater. I just call yeah. I just call what I see. And I haven't seen Kevin Durant win a championship when the Dax when <laughs> when the pressures when the pressures on his back, when you when your hands get sweaty uh-huh. and your backside you you know that we both we all know that we all play sports. We haven't right. seen that. We haven't seen Durant rise to the occasion when the pressure was the highest. We've seen it with LeBron. We seen it with Kawhi. We seen it with Steph. We seen it with Giannis. We saw it with Dirk. We saw it with Kobe. But with Durant is like, oh, he's a great basketball player. So you know what? He might be a top ten player because you know what? He could 
dribble, 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 step back, jumper. Like, no. Show more results. I want to see more results. Copy. I feel you on that. I feel on that. What about you, all? What's your take? Durant overshadowed? Oh, uh, uh, man. I don't know about overrated. Mm-hmm. And I'm explaining why. Because... Because all those points Eli has said is a hundred percent true. Like there's nothing, there's nothing to really. I can't really backfire on any of those comments. But what I can speak for Kevin Durant this season and this season only, um, with all the dysfunction in Brooklyn, uh-huh. uh, Steve Nash not knowing how to coach, James Harden um, eating Popeyes <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kyrie Irving uh, just reading novels at his house. Claxton, uh, <laughs> Claxton not hitting the gym, and just James Johnson being. I, I, honestly, let me not put any disrespect to James Johnson because <laughs> I'm a Heat fan, and he's once a Heat, always a Heat. So I got love for him. So I'm not gonna go too crazy on him. But people like Javante Carter, like my God, Eli plays better basketball. Than you would probably play better. He's that garbage. He's that garbage. But we're not even going to get too much into that, right? This man, Kevin Durant, when he was healthy, the Brooklyn Nets was the first seed in the East. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Kevin Durant might have been the MVP front runner. Okay. Might have been the MVP front runner. As soon as he goes hurt, they go to shit. Now, mm-hmm. now I get it. You know, they've got a couple wins. Cam Thomas is starting to be impressive. He had that game against your Knicks. I'm sorry to say that. He had yeah, yeah, yeah. Against the Knicks. I know, I know, I know. Uh, you know that. And then, you know, they got Drogic. Okay. They still play no defense. And um, their roster is it has improved. But again, this team is nothing without Kevin Durant. His impact has showed this season, mm-hmm. like more than any year in his career, that if Kevin Durant's not on the floor for Brooklyn, they winning. will lose yeah, nine times out of ten. No, yeah, so I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say overrated, but I do agree with Eli to this, uh, a certain extent. If he doesn't do anything with this season, then I'm going to have to start agreeing with Eli because it's like at that point, okay, you showed us your impact. But, like, where's the winning? Because it's not like the East is not wide open. Like, I can think of seven teams yeah. that legit have a chance, including the Cavaliers that we just spoke about. They are the Cincinnati Bengals. I want you to mark that down in your notes. The Cleveland Cavaliers are the Cincinnati Bengals of the NBA. You do not want to reverse this team. I, I'm telling you this right now. If you see them in the first round, they're going to Watch give yourself. you everything. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of how good they are. They are the Detroit Pistons when they played the Cleveland Cavaliers the first round. Uh, it was a couple years ago, and it was the most competitive sweep I've ever seen in my life. It was the most competitive sweep I've ever seen in my life. Every game went down to the wire, and if it wasn't for Kyrie's greatness just destroying Reggie Jackson every game, I mm-hmm. mean, shit, they probably would have got a game. But um, that's besides the point. I don't want to ramble too much, but I just think that uh, Kevin Durant this year has a chance to prove his narrative wrong. <laughs> And if it wasn't for, you know, uh, his big size 13 shoe, we probably would be having a different conversation right now. But, but guess yeah, what? It didn't his, happen. His foot was on the line. His foot. It is what it is. Kevin Durant fans, his foot was on the line. Just Get over it. Is. He went He went over. He had an overtime. Went over six. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't, no he works. went over and went. Okay. In his, defense, in his defense in that overtime. Joe Harris was literally like literally Joe Harris was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. Not yet. I've ever seen that. Yeah. In his defense, I've never seen sell like that in my life. Joe Harris, you're wide open. No, that was that was bad. Did did you forget how to shoot? (laughs) That was that was was bad. Like Joe Harris, literally. (laughs) Like I'm not gonna lie, there was one player that sold it all for the Nets. It was Joe Harris. How do I know? You're missing wide open mid range shots. They're daring you to shoot threes, and you're you won the three point contest. So basically, what I have to take away from that information is that three point contest that you won, Joe Harris, was a fluke because you could not do it when it really counted. Like, come on, bro. Like Joe Harris, you sold them. I feel you on that. and then James Harden, <laughs> he played like a shell of himself. But, hey, but here's the thing. Let's talk with sports. Let's talk facts. James Harden, he is a playoff choker. I mean, How do we going to We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Oh, we're we, going to be happy. We definitely going to talk about that. You feel me? I just hope 
KD can win a chip in Brooklyn to rewrite the narrative. Me on too. His career. No, me too. I'm yeah, not. I'm not going gonna, against him. Let's keep man. it there with that one. I'm just. I'm just of the mindset. Yo, can we stop praising these players for not really like he? Kevin Durant has done. A, he's had a phenomenal career, but he's right. not in the upper pantheon yet. Let's not treat him like if because if he if he's in the upper pantheon, then Steph is up in the upper pantheon too. And I know a lot of people who are hesitant yeah, to, to put Steph put in the upper on. pantheon, okay. but why aren't you so hesitant to put KD up there? It doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. Yeah, I feel you. I, I you understand that. Point. I understand that. You got right. a point. Let's let's move on to the final takes and and always talking about James Harden being being one of the biggest playoff chokers, and one would have to agree with that. All right. I want to know, does James Harden in Philly, does that work out? Do they win rings? If, yeah, I mean, is that something in James Harden's future, or is he going down? You know, as one of the biggest playoff chokers. Uh, I'll ball? tell you this right now. Hell no, it Ooh. will not work out. It will okay. not work out, and I'm explain why. Um, for just let, let's just take their roster as it is constructed right now. They lost Seth Curry, and mm-hmm. that's going to come to bite them in the ass. It no. will. It will. And how do I know that? Because it, in that Hawks series we talked about before, who was that one role player that was consistently putting up big numbers? Seth Curry. It mm-hmm. was Seth Curry. Now he's gone. Now, now he's you gone. have to count on a guy named Georges Niang? Are yeah. you serious? <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> that's the guy that's a curry. A curry. That's are facts. You, you ain't gonna replace you those numbers. Me. And then let me give you. T- let me tell you why they're so dysfunctional. Matisse Thybulle, as great as he is, a great defender. He's on that court and he can't shoot. Mm-hmm. So teams are just leaving him wide open. So they're gonna pass him the ball and he's gonna continue to clank. Um, that team they, they lack good shooting because I think Seth Curry really put them up in the edge, uh, and they have to count on guys like Shake Milton, who's a streaky shooter at best. Firkin Kortmaz. Uh, Kortmaz, I like him, but, like, again, if you run him off the three-point line, he's not killing you off the dribble. He's yep. not really athletic. Tyrese Maxey. Um, mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey, I love him to death. He's shooting 40% from three. Shout-out to Tyrese Maxey. But, I, again, he has <laughs> not seen the playoffs, so I can't really yeah. say too much yeah. of him. We got to see so, how he do under pressure. True. Because the question is, do we think they can win a championship? And it's no, they can't. This team cannot beat the Bucs no. in seven games. Absolutely not. They would not. lose. They would be lucky to survive five games. They I think they, lose. I think, I don't think they could beat Brooklyn either. Look, yeah. I, I know, they, I understand Brooklyn they can't is even small. Be Miami. Yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> they can't I'm even not, Miami. I don't, look, I, look, I like the damn, I'm on court. James Harden and Joel Embiid makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like that, that duo, it fits. But it's just, I like I know I know who they are. Like I, I know I've seen James Harden yeah. too many times fold under pressure. I've seen Doc Rivers way too many times not make adjustments and fold under pressure. Yep. And then is Joel Embiid are we are we a hundred percent sure that Joel Embiid is gonna be there? No, we're never we're never that's 100% a good, sure. That's a good like, point. I, I I do I I if, feel you on that. If Joel Embiid is healthy, then yes, Philly deserves to be one of the top three favorites in the East. Mm-hmm. But if he's not there, there there is no way they they have a chance of winning a playoff series. Absolutely, absolutely. I I understand where you both are coming from on this take. I'm never a fan of you know offloading half my team for an aging superstar. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that's what you know. I mean, the 76ers did in this case, and James Harden, in my opinion, has proven that he really doesn't really focus on his game as of late. He shows up. Like you said, he's eating Popeyes, right? Shows up yep. out of shape a little bit. He was in Paris a little baby. In the strip club. Don't Injury the strip prone club. facts. Partying in the strip club. Chilling with little baby instead of perfecting yep. his craft in the gym. So his mind is really not fixated on basketball right now. Maybe it was the environment he was in in Brooklyn. Maybe Philly changes that. But to make so. a deep run versus some of these teams in, in the Eastern Conference, I think it's it's going to be a tough task and a tall task for James Harden to get it done. And he's still coming off that hamstring injury, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but come on is, now. Is it, wait, wait, but hold on. Guys, is it a hamstring injury? <laughs> That's all of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, James Harden, his hamstring's healthy and he's playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Wait, what, sure. you had a hamstring injury. Oh, I know what it was. His environment. You pulled the same thing you did in Houston when you wore that body armor and we thought you was fat. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, this is a cloud. Like, I keep on trying to tell people, James Harden 
is what he is. Yep. Every time he goes to a team, he becomes that common denominator. Every time a team doesn't work, why is it? Because James Harden, he's just not that guy. Mm-hmm. I, I just like you look at every pivotal game he has played. The most famous game me and Eli talk about the game where the Rockets just missed 27 straight three point shots. Before before I go into that and I ridicule James Harden, I have good reason to. Steph Curry had two points at halftime. Somehow he managed the game with 30 points after that. <laughs> Oh, no, that, that, that was 2019. After, that was game oh, six after KD got hurt. Steph has zero at halftime. Zero. Zero. Zero at halftime. And <laughs> um, this is my thing with James Harden. Um, I get it. Trevor Reese shot 0 for 12. He sold the game. I, I I get it. But James Harden, it's not like you shot any better. Um, Two for 13. You had, you had an 11-point lead at halftime. Or... I don't care the fact that Steve. I don't care the fact that CB3 was not playing the game. You guys had an eleven-point lead at home, not away, at home, and you sold that. After that game, I just said to myself, and I realized, why is James Harden getting away with so much uh, blame that Russell Westbrook get? Let's be honest, James Harden just Russell Westbrook with a better jump shot. Mm-hmm. They both turn the ball over. They yeah. both turn the ball over at a high rate. They mm-hmm. both are inefficient when it counts. Yeah. The only difference is James Harden game is a little more prettier than uh, Russell Westbrook. So people love the double step back. It's mm-hmm. a popular move. Yep. If, what if Russell Westbrook had that step back? Are we going to be praising him the same way? Yeah, exactly. I'm just yep. saying. I'm just saying. That's why I'm saying, like, when people are praising Harden and all that, like, why are we not praising Russell Westbrook in the same way we praise Harden because they both choke when it counts. The only difference is that Harden just has a better jump shot and it, his game is more prettier yeah. for basketball fans and younger fans. So, I, I again, this James Harden hype and all that, again, he is what he is, what we see in his whole mm-hmm. career. He's, a, he's an amazing regular season player. Mm-hmm. But when you put pressure on James Harden, he folds yeah. like a lawn chair. <laughs> he's definitely, just, it, it, he's definitely just not there. It is. it is what it is. It's just what it is. Yep. And Eli brought up a great point too. We talk about the 76ers lineup. Can we talk about the role players? Let's talk about the role players. How many of these role players do you honestly trust? Let's go by the line. Eli, give me some role players from the 76ers. I'll tell you if I trust them. You not. got Shake Milton. Uh, Don't trust George them in the playoff. Yeah. Absolutely not. Uh, who else, who George else? Niang, Firkin, Corkmoss. <laughs> uh, Oh Matisse Thibault, oh uh, Tyrese Maxey. They like traded him. their backup big. I don't. I, I didn't like it. They traded Drummond and Brooklyn yeah, they, either. They got mm-hmm. rid of Drummond and um, Curry. Like who, who? Who else? Who else is on that team? I think I just I named all the important players. That's I it, mean, bro. that's all you have. That's all you like, have to tell me. Like, Shake Milton. Like Matisse Thibault. He's a great all defensive defender, but he's you can't. He's a liability. Offensively, I will tell game. you this right now. Uh, let's talk with sports, man. And I'll tell you this right now, man. When me and Eli talk basketball, we are very high on every Curry. We're high on every Curry that's in the league right now. Uh, you get rid of a Curry, it, it will that, bite you in the ass. No, it, will. it just will. And I really hope they play the Nets and Curry just drops a 30 ball, which he's capable of doing. Oh, yeah. Um, right, let's, let's think about this real quick. Seth Curry right. is shooting 40% from three this year. That is the lowest right. he has shot from three Still in his entire commodity. career. Still a hot commodity right there. That's fact. Why? <laughs> Come man, on, he that's, shoot the basketball that's, what, that's what you traded away. They gave it up. They gave him up. It's and, James Harden. And I'm watching all these media shows and they're acting like that's not a big deal. Like... It is. Like, this is. They gave him up for MVP, and that, huh, that that's all they got an MVP and an aging Paul Millsap. Is Paul Millsap even going to see meaningful minutes in the playoffs? Bro, the only Paul Millsap is a ring chaser at this point. Let's yeah. be honest. We all know Let's what he's doing. He got a Juwan Howard to ring. He's a ring chaser. Like, what is Paul Millsap really doing for that team? Because he can't shoot a lick anymore, and like defensively, you could just blow by him. So it's like he's a ring chaser at this point. Let's be honest. Like Brooklyn Nets role players, they're significantly better than the 70s. Yeah, Matter of fact, I can make an argument right now. Out of every contender we talked about, the the, the Brooklyn Nets, the Bucks, Miami, even the Cavaliers, like, I'm sorry. They got all better role players than the 76ers that I would trust. Maybe not yep. the Cavs, but everybody else I mm-hmm. trust. The more. big guns, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got a good match. No, and then you're I, talking about. I even like my, I even like my team's depth. My fault. 
Yeah, before you go, um, uh, you're talking about the 76ers. You know what? Who would be a very bad matchup for the uh, the 76ers since we were talking about interior and stuff? What if they ran into the Cavs? I'm not saying Jared Allen is a Embiid stopper at all. I'm not saying that's the case, but they can control that pain. They can get. They can make Joel Embiid. Miss enough <laughs> shots left for them to have a chance. They, they saw it have, against Toronto. He struggled okay. against Ibaka against and um, Gasol. And okay. they have a point guard. They have a legit point guard. So Darius Garland can run. And let's just say, let's just say, God sakes, Colin Sexton comes back. They could be in trouble. I'm just saying. So this 76ers talk, I'm not high on them. I got to see it to believe it. Yeah, me yeah, too. I would have to agree with that. We're going to put that in the right column right there. All right, before we end the show, it's been fun having you guys on talking basketball. All right, right. quickly. Jokic, 1A or 1B talent? Uh, 1A. 1A? Easily 1A. That's, that's not even a question. Okay. Joel and B. 1A, 1B. 1A. Come on, can I get something harder? Okay. Come on, yeah, man. Can we get some harder? <laughs> right. I'm just, I just want to see where you guys are at. I just want to see where you guys we are at. I want you to give us the hardest question you got. Exactly. Carl Anthony Towns, 1A, 1B. Wow, that's tough. 1B, though. 1A. 1B. Oh, 1A. 1A. 1A, 1A Carl got, Anthony Towns? I got to go 1B because I love I love Towns, but I got to see you win a playoff series yet, please. At least one. I'm, I'm only calling what? him I'm only calling him the 1A because they're building around him. And he is one. He's he's actually showing why he can. You could build a team around him. OK. And, but it's also I credit to that. Anthony Edwards. because Anthony Edwards yeah, has I helped his mental. I'll give him that, but at least when Anthony Davis was on New Orleans, he won a playoff series. The last time Carlton Towns that is true, playoff, that is very true. When, yeah, the last time Carlton Towns was in the playoffs, he played against the Rockets and he played abysmal. Like, yeah, he played like and and, and, and and Andrew <laughs> Wiggins didn't even play any better. Like, That's he facts. Played like try. That's facts. So I can't really say he's one A because at least. Anthony Davis has the whole card to him that, hey, I want a playoff series. And even in the That's games true. that I lost against Golden State, I played out of my mind. Yeah, there was not much more I could do. <laughs> yeah, there was not much more he could do. Okay. Anthony Davis, 1A, 1B. 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 Okay. 1B. Wow. So, Colin, it's just the injury history for me that's making him, that's not helping him get to 1A. It's the injury so, history. Nice. And the fact that when LeBron was hurt earlier this year, like he couldn't win games. He was still putting up numbers, but they were still losing. Okay. Yep. All right. Where would you fall? Mm, let's say Bradley Beal, 1A, 1B. A number one two. 1B. 1B, of that's course. Easy. No, that's he's a, easy. He's a number that's, two. Of course, yep. That's, I consider that's, him that's a, a, he's a number two. Donovan Mitchell, 1A, 1B. <laughs> One A. One A. Okay. But Damian Lillard. One A, one B. One A. I th- he's a he's a one A right now, but I personally think he would be better suited in a Kyrie Irving type role. Okay. Okay. I could I can give you that. All right. What about a player that's not even really playing? Zion Williamson, one A one B. When he's oh healthy. my God! When he's healthy, when he's healthy? this man <laughs> is what? He is a one. Yeah, what you, you are going to you <laughs> yeah, can build around right? Zion. What? You feel me? I mean, Hopefully we we'll build around him in New York. When he's right, when he's 100% right, he, he, I mean, he was an all-star before John Moran. Let's all be, let's get that to the table. So uh, we all know what he's capable of, but it's, can he be healthy? Mm -hmm. That's the question. To close it out, do you think he could be healthy and have a sustainable career at his height, his weight? I think the injury Uh, issues uh, will always be there, but I feel like just like with Embiid, it's going to get better. Okay. I hope Eli is right because if he stays healthy, man, this guy's a walking all-star. And basketball's fun <laughs> when he's playing because, let's be honest, when uh, Zion was playing Giannis, that was a great game. Absolutely. You know, was Giannis would go crazy and Zion was going. I'll give you a better game. When he was playing against LeBron James back when they had Kuzma. And let, let, let's you, the one in Eli Staples? Really knows how I feel about The game that, in Staples? Man. Say that one more time. The game in Staples? Mm, yes. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the game in New Orleans, actually, where LeBron hit that uh, deep three. Oh, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. the one in Staples. You don't remember the game where um, Zion Williams just took the ball? Oh, out of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just bullied Cruz, man, and then LeBron just responded with a deep three. Uh, but to answer your question, man, Zion, he's such an interesting player because it's like, like, 
you get the impression that he wants to do everything well for the team, but then you hear the reports he, yeah. he didn't even uh, talk to CJ McCollum, which is a very odd move. Yeah, that's facts. Uh, so you question his leadership. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I like Zion, but we got to see. He's still Ty a young, young kid. Only, yeah, only time will tell. He's still a young kid. You know I mean, it's got to be tough being always in the limelight. So let's see, just see yeah. where it takes him. I mean, JJ Reddick kind of came at him like that. He he's like a detached teammate. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I mean JJ Reddick. I mean, what is it? Year two it was year two for him in the league when he was playing with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going through some injuries. Let's calm down. Yeah, dude's not gonna be dude's not gonna be savior two years into the game and be brawn or something like be a leader of men. That's so true. I was just, I was just wondering true. why he even put that out there like that. Hold on, before you guys go, can you give me your, your top five MVPs? I, I just, I, I, I need to get, I, I want to get that on record. Who's your top five MVPs and why? Like, I'll tell you mine, but I want to hear what you guys have to say first. You want to go first? You go. You got it. You got it. All right. So number one, I got Jokic. Number two, I Ooh. got Embiid. Number three, I got okay. Giannis. <laughs> number four, I got Demar. And number five, I got Luca. Okay. That's a nice right. list. I will go with Jokic. I got Jokic, Embiid, Demar, Giannis. Pretty much the same list, bro. I like it a lot. I'm. I like that list right there. So do- let me ask you this question because you said you have Jokic number one. What makes him number one for you? Because a guy like uh, Embiid. Or Giannis right now, although Giannis doesn't have the record to be number one, although, you know, he, they're going to make that second half push. What makes Jokic number one for you? Well, for me personally, you know, I, I know it's going to, I know this probably sounds cliche at this point, but Jokic is literally the embodiment of what the most valuable player is. And not just that, the statistics back it up. Yeah, he, he is, is he's having, he's arguably having the best statistical season in basketball history. And I know people don't like advanced analytics, but man, analytics show how impactful a player is. is. Like Jokic is leading in basically every advanced analytic. Mm -hmm. He's on pace to to breaking the PER record. His true shooting, which is an accumulation of free throws, field goal percentage, and three-point percentage is 65%. That That is a ridiculous true shooting percentage. And... Denver, when he's off the court, they are arguably the worst team in basketball. Yeah, they they go to like, like I don't and court. I don't like using this argument usually, but I think this year it actually like it fits. It makes sense because usually when people use this argument, the numbers, yeah, they don't have they'll have the numbers, mm-hmm. but the numbers wouldn't be historical. I could find another player on a good team putting up the same numbers. You're just so you just so happen to be on a bad team. Jokic. Yeah. His numbers are out of this world, and it's showing on the bot, and it's showing on the standing. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, they're the sixth seed, but where, like literally, where would they be without him? Without him, he is the most valuable player to his team. He's their MVP. All right, I give you that. I give you that. I'll give you my time. I'm gonna give you my list. I'm gonna tell you why. Right. So, I have Embiid one, Embiid at one. And then, of course, I have Giannis at two, and then I have Demar at three. And I'm gonna wow. give some. I'm gonna throw out a name that you guys haven't used. I got CP three at four, and I got Jokic at five. And I'm explaining everything right now, right? So, uh, a lot of people yesterday after Demar Derozan did another historical performance. Bulls Nation, baby. Quiet, quiet that down, bro. Shooting, you would probably think you everybody has him as a front runner right now because of just that crazy night. Because we live in a recency biased world, but I just think that what Embiid has done um, lately, we talk about the health issue. Lately, he's been very healthy, which has been very surprising. So you know, I like what they're doing right now. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think just basically. How James Harden compliments him tonight will tell us the full story. So that can change any time. I just believe Giannis is too because he's arguably having the best season of his career. And he has the team. I think this team right now it might be better than last year's I team, agree. honestly. Okay. I agree with you. Because, because uh, this Jordan Nora kid, man, uh, every time I watch it, every time I turn on a Bucks game, he's just – 
he's taking three for shot, three for shot, three for shot, and making it after making it. No, he's a, he's a streaky. Norris is very streaky. Very streaky. And he's not afraid of the shot. He's going to take it. So I, I like that. I like that from him. Um, you know, CP3, I have him at four. I have him at four, honestly, because I think what he's doing right now, he's overall the best point guard in the league right now. Everybody's going to say staff and, and all that. But if you talk about playing, like the definition of a point guard, there's it's, nobody in the league playing better at the point guard position than CP3 because he's just – it's not just like he's scoring. He's like 30, – he's 36. Like, like let's just really put this but, into context. But you he's still 36. have him in there? You still have him in there even though his, his season's cut a little short? With the injury, yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, like the MVP – like the MVP talks is interchangeable, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know – you could have him there right now, but then, you know, I, like you said, uh, you know, it's a change. So, honestly, I, you're right. I should probably change the list. I have Jokic over him, obviously, but it's just at that time, like for the first half of the yeah, season. Yeah, it, it, it was on lock. I got you. Yeah, it was on lock. So, um, honestly, I want to thank you for just putting me on this show because, like, uh, I definitely got to make another appearance. Since definitely <laughs> we, definitely, we definitely going to have Oh, shout out your podcast. Shout, that, shout it oh, out for us. Oh, oh. oh. I, I almost forgot. Yes, I, I, sir. Like I, said, you know, I was just so, in, like, amazed by this podcast. But, um, <laughs> you know, my podcast, I'm a co-host for Ball Talks Bush. I'll definitely let you know about that uh, after the show. You know, yes, sir. Uh, I YouTube. Uh, I definitely want you uh, on your free time to watch the show, to comment, you know, who you think has the best shot in the second half of the season. Eli did that. And I just want you to uh, see, like, just our takes because uh, we have a we have a, a host of the show that's a major James Harden fan, and he can be a little delusional. <laughs> so, you know... Definitely, uh, Brody. Yeah. So it it was very good that we had this conversation because uh, we have a lot of people on that podcast that choose the Milwaukee Bucks as the best team right now. Mm-hmm. And as I wanted to hear like from both <clears throat> of you guys, like, who do you have like in totality, like right now, who, if you have one team, like if your life was on the line and you had to choose one team right now to win the NBA championship, who would you choose right now? It, it would be the Bucks, in my opinion, yeah, bro, because I just think they're a complete team and they just know how to win together. They they got the chemistry. So let me ask they, you this question. Let me ask you this question. If they were to verse the Warriors in the finals right now, are you confident the Bucks can beat this Warriors team right now? Yes. Yeah, I'm confident in that. I'm confident in Giannis. And, and how many games? Six or seven. Yeah, it'll be probably six or seven, six or seven games to get it done. That'll, but that'll I, I do think they could solidify the chip playing this Warriors team. It's gonna be a tough right. task, but I, I yeah. feel I know Giannis. If they were to play the Warriors, they would both run a small ball lineup, and I think the Bucks have the better small ball lineup because you're running Giannis at the five. That is true, and no offense to Looney Tunes. I, yeah, I don't call him <laughs> Kevin Looney. I call him Looney Tunes for obvious <laughs> reasons because he's not really good. Um, you know, no offense to Looney Tunes. You got to guard Giannis. Yeah, and then right. Jay Mong had to deal with that. That's yeah. facts. That's facts. For real, well, so I'll give. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, I mean, I appreciate you. Uh, well, of course, just so you know, showing uh hospitality, you know, just showing us, you know, the way for this podcast. And like I said, I'm available whenever you want. So you know, we can come back and have another conversation. Just let me know. Yeah, we definitely gonna be back on Let's Talk Sports. We're gonna run this back, and we definitely gonna talk basketball as we near you know the postseason and whatnot. I love to have you guys back on. I want to say thank you for right. being, you know I mean, on the phone call. Hopefully one day we get you in studio. That would be dope, too. This is Eli's right. first time being in the studio, which is pretty cool. So I just want right. to appreciate you guys for being on, too. And this is going to be in, you know, the link in the bio. It's going to be out there on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, all your, your podcast accounts. So just make sure you guys go check that out this Sunday. Yes, sir. All right. And I appreciate you. Oh, just send me all your math. We make sure we put it in the bio. Make sure we give you a shout out, your podcast a shout out. You know what I mean? And uh, yes, have a good sir. one, all right? I just want to say, even though I said I would pick the Bucks, um, Bulls Nation for life, uh, <laughs> my heart is with the Bulls, but my analyst is with the Bucks. But 
Bulls Nation, baby. <laughs> All right, you see this dude had to just co-sign that real quick. I don't even understand. I mean, the Bulls, they're having a good season. They haven't won the chip yet. He's just going to end up in heartbreak. Just <laughs> is what it is in this league. But He's a Knicks fan. We'll let him shout that out. All He's right? a Knicks fan, America. <laughs> they all know I'm a Knicks fan, bro. You ain't got to They all know I'm a Knicks fan. Well, yes, sir. I got my guys up here with me. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm going to still rock out with my Knicks. Don't, don't disrespect me like that. You feel me? <laughs> but it's been real. Y'all have a good one, all right? You too. Appreciate right, you for you having too. us. Squad.